Welcome to the MedEvidence Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Corrin and Michelle McCormick. MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the real truth behind medical research with both a clinical and research perspective. In this podcast, we'll have discussions with physicians that have extensive experience in patient care and research. How do you know that something works? In medicine, we conduct clinical trials to see if things work. Now, let's get the truth behind the data. Welcome to MedEvidence, powered by Encore Research Group. Go to EncoreDocs.com. In this episode of the series of MedEvidence, Dr. Michael Corrin talking about bad cholesterol and the really, 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 really bad cholesterol. Dr. Corrin, let's talk about little P, LP, little A. <laughs> little P, LP, LP, little A. Yeah, that's a mouthful, Michelle. It is, it is. What is it? It, it actually gets worse I, when, <laughs> oh. when I start to explain things. So okay, all right. Just, you know, just hit me. Bring if, it on. If, if I get too technical, okay. <laughs> I, I'll give you permission. All right, I, I will. I will work on that. So in, in a previous discussion, we were talking about the bad cholesterol, which is LDL. And there turns out to be some type of cholesterol-type molecule that's even worse. In fact, it's way worse. In fact, it's really, 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 really worse. And that's called lipoprotein little a, or LPA. And just to describe what that is, um, LDL is a molecule of fat and protein called a lipoprotein. And sometimes these molecules can be uh, fancied up with other proteins. And in the LPA molecule, there is a, a protein called apolipoprotein A that surrounds the LDL molecule. And based on your genetics, that could be a really, really complicated apolipoprotein A or a simpler one. It has something called these Kringle repeat regions, and it's a really fancy, really, really complicated molecule. You look at it, it's really, really cool. I, I just published a paper and, and had a beautiful picture of all these Kringle regions. Right. And, Do you and, see and it colors. in the little slides in the microscope, yeah. well, like no, from it's, it's eighth grade science? Well, <laughs> it's too small for that, but when you blow it up for you know for publication, it's, it's really, really cool. But it's a complicated molecule. But But simply, it's a very dangerous complicated molecule. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's dangerous is that people that have very high levels of this tend to run in certain families. It's genetically based, and people will inherit this particular type of problem from one of their parents. And if they have this unfavorable lipoprotein, they're at much, much higher risk for heart attack and stroke. And it's interesting is that uh, uh, when you look at total cholesterol levels, they, they run in a range of, you know, say, 140 to 300 for most people, with 140 being very favorable, 300 being very unfavorable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know, a range, a twofold range. If you look at LDL cholesterol, they run a range from, you know, maybe about 60 to 200, which, again, bell-shaped curve, a range, 60 being favorable, 200 being unfavorable. Mm -hmm. But LPAs will run from five, or virtually undetectable, to over 200. Mm -hmm. And most people, fortunately, are having five to tens, but maybe you know, 10 or 15 percent of the population has 100 and more. And when you get to that level, you're at super high risk for having a heart attack and stroke. And what we've learned over the years is that people who have a heart attack at a sh or stroke at a young age, say less than 60, are very prone to have this particular problem, particularly if you have multiple family members that have had problems with heart disease or stroke at a relatively young age. Is LP little a something that's just now being discussed or is it something that's 
been hidden and recently found? Yeah, great question. So, you know, like, why do these things come out mm-hmm. and, and why do you start talking about them? LPA is something that's been known about for 40 plus years. So the actual molecule has been known. And it's actually one of the elements of total cholesterol. So when you have your total cholesterol checked, that's a reflection of the amount of cholesterol in LDL and HDL and mm. lipoprotein little a. So we've known that for a long time. But we, ha- we didn't really talk that much about it to people because we didn't have any way to treat it. So unfortunately, um, statins, which work great against LDL, have no effect at all against lipoprotein little mm. a. And niacin, which was advocated maybe 30, 40 years ago, has some effect on lipoprotein little a, maybe lowers it about 30, 35%. But it never really stood up very well in clinical trials. So we've never really had anything that lowers it. And now with research that we're doing actually here in Northeast Florida, we have been able to bring down lipoprotein little a levels in people that are very high to begin with by 90%. Goodness. So with new technologies that I'm sure we'll talk way more about, we're able to really change the whole story. So imagine that something that we couldn't do anything for is now lowered by 90% in clinical trials. How does a person with high LP little a feel? Are they sluggish? Are they tired? I have no idea. Zero idea. Yeah. It's just one of these things that circulate in your system and you would have absolutely no knowledge of it unless you tested for it. Wow. And how often should you test your cholesterol? Well, testing your cholesterol um, is a little bit different than testing your LPA. So this becomes now circumstantial. So for example, if you're even um, a young adult, say between 20 and 40, and you have a very strong family history of people having heart attacks or strokes in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, or just dropping dead for unclear reasons, you should get your LPA checked. Mm -hmm. And your doctor probably did not check your LPA in the past because it was this perception that there's not a whole lot you can do about it. But again, if that runs in your family, I would be getting an, an LPA check. And we actually do it for free at our research center. Okay. So we can give information about that in a moment. Yeah, absolutely. But, but uh, we, because we do a lot of research in it, we have grants to study this particular problem. We're able to provide that service for our, our Encore research family at no charge. And it's easy to get into the Encore research family. We're a very big family that is very welcoming to all people. And just sign up for our emails and, and get involved with what we're doing. And then you'll be eligible for getting these uh, free lipid screens and, and other services that we provide. But anyhow, getting back to your question, um, so young adults that are pre- completely healthy that have this family history should get it. People who have had some problem, if you have chest pain that you believe is angina, if you've had a TIA, if you've had a stroke, God forbid, if you've had other other problems, then I would definitely want to know what my LPA is. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, the reason for that is now we have, for the first time, the ability to do something about it. That's what I was going to ask. Dr. Corin, what are some of the new strategies surrounding lowering LP little a? So as I mentioned, statins do nothing, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Statins are great drugs. They prevent heart attacks and strokes, but they work by just lowering LDL or the bad cholesterol. But they have no impact on the really, 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 really bad cholesterol. Uh, There's a a group of drugs called PCSK9 inhibitors. And those are drugs that block the effect of a bad protein. In our previous episode, we talked about the fact that the LDL receptor is responsible for removing Mm -hmm. excess cholesterol from the circulation. And this protein that circulates in our body called PCSK9 prevents that from happening. But we actually have products on the market now that will will block the effects of PCSK9. So uh, the two drugs that 
are out there that are called monoclonal antibodies are Repatha and Proluents. And they're PCSK9 inhibitors that have a modest effect on LP little a. The lower LP little a may be about 30, 35%. There's a new drug on the market called Inclycerin that is brand new, just hitting the market, which also uses this PCSK9 mechanism, but it uses something called RNA interference. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting into RNA stuff, Mm -hmm. and and RNA is now famous because of the COVID vaccines. Mm -hmm. But RNA therapeutics are being used for lots of different things right now. And I'll get into that in much more detail, I'm sure, in another uh, another podcast. But having said that, the drugs that work to get these LPA levels down by 90% are typically using some sort of RNA technology. And it's absolutely fascinating. And the beauty of RNA technology in a nutshell is that it's super specific. It's targeted. So when you use a a small molecule like aspirin or a statin or beta blocker or or hormones, they're called small molecules. They're absorbed in your GI tract and they go everywhere in your body Mm -hmm. and they affect all your different tissues. And you just hope that they do the right thing in the right place and they don't do anything bad in the wrong place. Right. So that's the, the therapeutic index, we call that. But when you use targeted therapies like RNA, they just go to one place and that's it. So it's a thing of beauty. And is that something you're discovering in your research? It is. It is. Um, we, we do in the research is prove that these things hit their target, but more importantly, prove that they don't hit any other targets. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're finding. It's really, truly remarkable. And how long is the research? Is it, I mean, it's ongoing? Absolutely. Yeah. So for LP little a, we've been involved in this research for you know, over, over five years and it's really intensified lately. And uh, we had a recent publication that I was the first author of that was published in a journal called Nature Medicine, which is a prominent uh, European-based journal, but that's read all around the world, to show that this product called Alpacerin lowers LPA by 90%. And this uses a concept of RNA interference. And again, we can get into some of the details of that, which gets really, really nerdy. You're going to be hitting me a lot during that talk. (laughs) I would be like, um, all right, bring it down, bring it down. All right. Well, um, I think that it helps explain the really, 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 really bad cholesterol of LP little a. Was there any additional uh, information that we want to get out there before we move on to the next episode? Yeah, I would say is that because of the genetic basis of it, there there are certain um, people of certain background that are more prone. So African-American patients should be very concerned about it. South Asian patients should be concerned about it. As I mentioned, anybody that has a strong family history should get screened for lipoprotein little a. I'm your host, Michelle McCormick, and we want to thank Dr. Michael Corrin for his clinical and research perspective behind the science on this episode of MedScience, the truth behind the data. Powered by Encore Research Group. Go to EncoreDocs.com. Encore Docs.com.